everybody, and welcome to I Do Declare, the new podcast that is going to help you explore and declare your major here at Montclair State University. We are your hosts. I'm Lindsay. I'm Bobby. And a quick little bit about us. Um, so me, Lindsay, I am a Montclair State alum, and I graduated in 2013, and I currently work in the university college department doing academic programs. I am also a Montclair alum, and I'm also doing programming in University College. And you're probably wondering, what is University College? What does that mean? University College is the new academic home for our pre-major students. Those are the students that don't have a major, but don't be alarmed. It's okay if you don't have a major. Or if you have an idea of what you want to do, or maybe you have an idea of what you don't want to do. We're here to help you with all of that through programming, advising, and so much more. So as we go on in this podcast, we are going to be taking you on a deep dives. We're going to be talking about some of the different majors that we have here at Montclair that maybe you're not as familiar with. So you all probably know somebody in your residence hall room or that you're friends with that is a bio major, a business, business major. major. You definitely know 10 business majors you can rattle off right now. But we're going to take you um, to get a closer look at some of these other majors that we have at Montclair State that could be a really good fit for you and you just don't realize it yet. So each of our I Do Declare episodes are going to take a closer look into that. We're going to have students here to talk who are currently enrolled in those majors. We're going to talk a lot about what the major actually means, a bit about the curriculum. We also might have in alumni, special guests, faculty members, or staff members, all who can speak on what it means to be that major and what a career in it could potentially lead to. Um, and we're going to have some of our favorite people on here, our academic advisors here in University College, who you're each assigned an academic advisor. So this will be a cool experience. You'll get to know your academic advisor on a more human level, hear a little bit more about they're them. people too. <laughs> they sure are. And they're actually really fun and funny people. Uh, they're a great group. Um, but they also are experts in just curriculum things, schedule building, and the majors here at Montclair State. So they're going to be able to offer you a lot of different tips and tricks. Bobby and I are here to get to the inside scoop in each one of these different majors and help you sort out what your career path can be and what major could get you to it. Sound good? Are you ready? Let's go. to I Do Declare. Bobby and I have two special guests here today that we're very excited about, um, and they will be some of the most important people in your academic career moving forward. So we have from University College, two of our academic advisors, Jafir and Rob. Welcome to the podcast. How do you Thank feel about you. being on a podcast? Well, I'm waving at the microphone, and I just realized it's <laughs> no camera. This is exciting. Yeah, you talked us up. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, us being the most important, one of the most important people in their academic careers. But yeah, uh, it's exciting being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Do you think that's true? Do you think you are some of the most important people and resources in a student's academic career? I would say there's a possibility of that being true. I think if students utilize the services we provide, I think it's, it's, there's a potential for that. And if we build that relationship in a really good way, I, I think we can be. 
Ditto, Rob. <laughs> have to warm up to this. Okay, gotcha. Excellent. So you mentioned if the students actually utilize the services that an academic advisor could provide. What do you think are the biggest services that you as an academic advisor provide? You know, so looking at the students we work with, the first years and sophomores, starting with the first years, I think, just helping them get acclimated to the university and also helping them understand the courses that they're taking and how that's going to impact um, their time to degree completion. But also, I think oftentimes in the work that we do, we're also connecting our students to different university resources because we know that there are a lot of uh, factors outside the classroom that can impact their time in the classroom and at the university. Yeah, um, to add to what Jafir also uh, mentioned, I would say that we're kind of active participants also in their education. Sometimes they're getting a lot of noise, outside noise from their parents, family, mm -hmm. friends about how they should be operating in college. Uh, we're kind of like non-biased uh, mm -hmm. participants in their mm -hmm. education, so we provide a different perspective. Um, <laughs> what do you think every pre-major student should know? from your perspective? In regards to choosing a major. What should they know? Is yeah. that what you're asking is? Uh, they should know their interests, or at least what their interests are at this current moment. They should know that their interests and experiences are gonna change uh, over time, uh, and that this should not be, and this will not be the biggest decision they ever have to make in life. So hopefully that can dispel some of the fears that go into making this choice. Mm -hmm. And I want to echo what Rob, what Rob just said. I think a lot of students, when it comes to major declaration, they're hesitant. And when you ask them why you're so hesitant, they're like, commitment. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is not the most important decision that you're going to make. Because one of the things that we like to reinforce is that your degree doesn't automatically, um, doesn't automatically mean that's what you're going to do or that's going to be your career once you graduate. So it's okay to select a major that, you know, might work for you right now. And if you need to switch, that's a different conversation. But, like, it's okay, you know, to just know what your interests are and follow that as your passion. So you would say <clears throat> choosing a major, less commitment than a tattoo. <laughs> Absolutely. Less commitment than marriage. I have three tattoos, and I only had one major. Wow. So... I have no tattoos, and I only have one. <laughs> I want to get a tattoo, though. <clears throat> I know exactly what I want. I just need yeah. Rob to come with me and hold my hand. Okay, I got you. I got you. We'll do. So did you all choose majors and then end up in the same field of work as the major that you chose as an undergrad student? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. um, the way I chose my major was uh, there was one class in high school that I wasn't sleeping in, and that was history. Uh, so that's what I chose when I got to college. Uh I enjoy history. I really enjoy reading a lot of the historical documents and stories and understanding research. So that's what I was passionate about and decided I'd figure out the career path later on. I always had um, ideas of helping others. So initially the thought was become a teacher. Uh, but as I went through some of my teacher ed courses, I realized that's not really in my wheelhouse. Um, creating educational plans and uh, I'm not that detail oriented. So I decided to, to figure out how else I could help others with that degree um, and decided to go on to grad school, but that's another story. Yeah, I always knew that I wanted to major in political science. Ever since I was younger, I used to watch the nightly news 
and I just found government and our system of government and how we relate to other systems so interesting. So going into college, I always knew I wanted to major in poli-sci because I wanted to go into law enforcement. I wanted to join the Secret Service, Diplomatic Security, or NYPD. And if you know anything about law enforcement, those processes are really competitive. <clears throat> and I got to a point in my life where I couldn't wait any longer to kind of pursue some other areas um, for work. And I was in college and I had a really great opportunity that presented itself working in higher ed. And I realized uh, not too long after that there are many ways I could serve my community. Um, and this is one of the ways that I, I'm fine that I'm still able to do that. You know, working with college students and having an impact on them and, you know, the people they're going to be in a couple of years. Nice. Well said. Yeah. So, poli sci major, history major. Bobby, you were an English major. Yeah. I was a broadcasting major. And we all ended up in academia, ultimately, in, in a helping field, but in sort of this education academia field, which is not exactly where any of us set off from, which is pretty interesting. So, all different majors here. From your expert opinions as academic advisors, what are some underrated majors here at Montclair State? Hmm. Underrated majors. I think maybe anthropology would be mm-hmm. one. Um, I think especially with our social climate now being what it is, I think it's important that we're in touch with all different cultures and understanding just other people in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say anthropology, for me, that's probably one of the more under underrated majors. And I also might be a little biased, but I think political science is underrated because mm-hmm. people hear the word politics. And I think they're, they're automatically turned off, not realizing that, yes, there's, there's going to be an element of, you know, how do our system, how does our system of government work, but really is teaching you how to set up different governments and how it relates to different systems, you know, around around the world. And I, I know I'm repeating myself a little bit, but I think poli-sci is a little underrated because I think people who major in political science were able to think critically, were able to research, and were able to just do a lot of things that I, I don't want to say other majors may not teach you, but I think we're just more well-rounded individuals. Can you cut that part out? Might have to edit that part out. Yeah. But, but, but I will bring up something yeah. that Jafir just mentioned. A lot of what is taught in a lot of the majors is you're learning those similar skill sets, mm-hmm. but just under a different lens, through mm-hmm. a different subject area. That's So, for instance, he mentioned research. I also learned research in history. Right. I learned research in psychology. Mm-hmm. But it's just through maybe a different subject that you might have more interest in. Mm-hmm. Thank you for cleaning that up for me. Gotcha. I got you. Bobby, what do you think? Do you think of any underrated majors? I can think of like 12, but the first one that's coming to mind is probably like sociology. Mm -hmm. So again, like that anthropology, thinking about like the social climate and society and people and just how people interact with one another. Sociology definitely comes to the forefront. Then also gender, sexuality, women's mm-hmm. studies, that's a huge boom. Snap yeah. to that. I don't know how to snap, so everyone's got to snap. Why? Thank Why? you. Oh, no, try. I can't do it. I can't do it. There's oh. nothing there. I'm, my fingers are moving, but there's no sound coming out of them. Side. Um, so, <laughs> but um, I would think those two, but then also even in not humanities, there's also majors like in College of the Arts, there's film that students know about but then they get into the major and they're like this is not anything that 
see on the silver screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's also like an underrated thing because our students are like business and everybody knows what business is, mm-hmm. numbers and people and money and all that fun stuff. But then there's also the analytics and the statistics part of it. So I think it's how you look at majors and mm-hmm. they all have their underrated aspects, but again, the ones that come to the forefront are the ones that are dealing directly with people. I just thought of another one. Uh, physics, and that can be because yes. it does require a lot of math and upper uh, upper level math and science. But I think physics just, I mean, explains the way our universe works. And when you really sit down and think about it, like that is an incredible knowledge base to have to understand how gravity works, to understand how a plane that's heavier than air is able to take off. These are all the things that I think about. And I always say if I could do things differently, I probably would have majored in physics. Because now that I'm older, I've gained a great appreciation for just how everything's interconnected and how the physical world works. Can answer a lot of questions. Right? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, and, and, you, and you, you're probably a great problem solver. Mm-hmm. Um, critical thinkers, I'm sure. As well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that brings up another point. I think philosophy is another one that's mm-hmm. a little underrated uh, because of the, the critical thinking piece, um, which I think some, some students might struggle with mm-hmm. right now. Uh, that's what I'm, I'm noticing for some, from some of my students. So I think philosophy itself, being able to think on a different level, mm-hmm. almost a systematic approach to thinking, um, using more logic to build an argument, uh, as opposed to maybe you know emotions and feelings. It's, it's hard to do, but that program could, is set up to help you with mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah. And it's interesting to think about the fact when higher education was born, mm-hmm. it initially was less designed to be vocational and more designed to teach you how to be a good thinker, how to be a good learner. And I think so thinking about a a major like philosophy that can really get back to those building blocks of education of what do I need to learn in order to be a great problem solver. Mm -hmm. So what times of year or deadlines should students make sure to be aware of? The ad drop, <clears throat> the ad, end of the ad drop week, which is the first week of the semester, uh, the withdrawal deadline. Uh, I know there are a couple uh, deadlines within that, but the absolute last one where they won't get any refunds, and then there's a 50% and 75% refund. Oh, what else am I forgetting? On November 13th, yeah, November 13th. Um, is the final day to withdraw from a class. So meet with your advisor to discuss your options and what that means to take a withdrawal on your transcript. That doesn't look amazing, but it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, That would be one of the key dates. And then, you know, October is advising month. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's when you should be meeting with your advisor to discuss the upcoming spring semester and registration. Mm -hmm. And then the first week of November is when registration begins for the spring. Those would be the key dates off the top of my head. But I I don't know. Any others? Why would a student withdraw from a class? Multiple reasons. Uh, there could be issues at home where they can't attend class anymore. Uh, so they would take the F if they can't attend, right? So they would. the withdrawal doesn't affect the GPA, whereas obviously an F can, can torpedo your GPA. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be one reason. Another reason was maybe uh, it's the student can't handle the material mm-hmm. or they're not interested in the material, so they're not really motivated to go to class or to be in that class. And sometimes students think they're doing worse in the class than they actually are. Mm. And that can be for any number of reasons. Either they're submitting work and, you know, they're 
not getting the grades that they think they should be getting. And we try to educate students to let them know, you know, I have a conversation with your professor. Your professor is human. They like to meet with their students, you know, and just ask them, how am I doing in this class? And in order to make a more informed decision, because sometimes students agree that they might be seeing on Canvas, for example, is not included in the information that might that professor might not be able to include on Canvas, like participation, attendance, and other things. Um, so oftentimes when you know I meet with a student, they're like, well, I'm failing the course. Well, how do you know you're failing the course? Well, you know, I'm turning in work and I haven't gotten anything back yet. It doesn't mean you're failing. That just means you haven't gotten a grade back for it yet. You know, so whenever a student's in doubt, just reach out to your professor and your academic advisor could be a good resource as well to help you navigate those conversations. Yeah, and Jafir brings up a good point. What I see is my students trying to jump out of the class immediately. They get their first quiz back, mm-hmm. and it's like might be a C minus or a D, and now they're freaking out. They're panicking. They they don't want their their GPA affected, so they they instantly run for the withdraw button. Um, but if they're strategic about this, November thirteenth is pretty deep into the semester, mm-hmm. so they'll have more opportunities to earn grades. Uh, midterms are coming up, and that's usually a larger portion of the overall grade, so they can really wait take a wait-and-see approach uh, and just continue to grind in that class and, mm-hmm. and hopefully things will get better. And can you just give us, what is the differentiation between dropping a class versus withdrawing from a class? Mm-hmm. You can stop. <laughs> I like to stop. It doesn't matter. I mean, no, it's fine. I mean, during the add-drop period, it's it's free. You can add or drop as many courses as you want until once the add drop period is over, which is after the first week of the semester. If you were to remove a course, you'll have a withdrawal on your transcript. That's a WD. Um, so it actually uh, does count on your transcript. And that can have financial aid implications as well. Uh, depending on where you draw that determines how much of a refund you're eligible to get back. We have reached the time in the interview. What we do, mine and Bobby's favorite part, the speed run! Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> First thing that comes to mind is what you have to answer. Okay. No this pressure. is one, one word answers or no? You can give as many words as you want, okay. but it's once it leaves your mouth, it cannot go back in. Oh, God. Are we ready? Yes. It's our first question. Harry so, Potter. What? <laughs> oh, go. Sorry. Amazing. <laughs> Where's your favorite place to eat on campus? Sam's Place. Has to be on campus? Yeah. <laughs> um, on campus. Yeah, Sam's. Hey, which TV character do you most relate to? Michael. Oh, Lord Varys. Lord Varys, oh, oh my god. <laughs> he got forced by a dragon. Spoiler <laughs> alert! Spoiler <laughs> alert! <laughs> those who have not seen season seven or eight, uh, season eight actually, of Game of Thrones. Okay. You're not missing anything, by the way. Okay, you can start over at Monfair State. As a pre-major student, which major would you choose to declare into? If I could handle the workload biology. Physics for me. What class do you wish you could take at Monfrey State? Intro to film. There's an astronomy class, I think, mm. under physics. You're on this, you're on this One, physics astronomy. tip. Oh, well, I know. <laughs> okay. I'll say of 1 to 10. How good are you at keeping secrets? <laughs> wow. I guess it depends. <laughs> if it's like if it's like a serious like, oh, okay, so if you're my student, I'm a ten. Yeah, same here. If you're my student, but I'm a ten. But if you're my coworker, Bobby, I'm a I'm a ten with Bobby. <laughs> kind of secrets we share in that world. Hey. <laughs> 
Nice. Okay, this one is super, super, super most important of all of that. Fill in the blank. Taylor Swift is blank. Well, I don't want to get murdered by yeah. Abby, so Taylor Swift is great. She's pretty. <laughs> She's pretty. Taylor Swift is from Pennsylvania. Yeah. Oh my god. Amazing. That's easy. Well, that was well done. Straight up. Political facts. science major. Hard at work. Very good. Well done in the speed round. Now, before we sign off here, do you all have anything that you want our pre-major students to know? Get involved on campus. Uh, take advantage of your time here in college. Uh, most students, especially if you're a commuter, uh, don't take full advantage of everything this place has to offer for you. Um, join things. Get involved. Find your group. Find your people and enjoy the next four years. Yeah, I really just have to agree with Rob. Montclair has so much to offer, and there's so many people here who want to walk with you on this journey. Our pride and passion is seeing you move across the stage at graduation. So come visit us, get involved, check us out, and let us help you be the best Red Hawk that you can be. Well said. Thanks for joining us for I Do Declare. I'm Lindsay. I'm Bobby. We'll talk to you soon.